Today on Ladies Doing Stuff. Well, something just happened yesterday at work. What? Um, I'm walking out and I get stopped by this other coworker. Smell this for me. Like he sprays a, a perfume sample on a little card. He's like, do you like it? I'm like, no, this is horrible. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, good. Well, I'm glad you said that because, you know, this perfume, they said that everybody in Africa loves it and black women, they just go crazy over it. Oh. And, you know, I have a black girlfriend, so I was hoping uh -huh. that because like it determined if you said yes or no that mm -hmm. I was going to get this from my girlfriend. Uh-huh. I was like, well, you know, everybody's different. Everybody's different. <laughs> yeah. And of course, at that time, I'm not thinking, this is pretty not okay. Would like, you this really, is pretty prejudiced. Dang, you really want to just be like, did you just think about what you did right now? Oh my God. The fact that he <laughs> said, so can you smell this? <laughs> to let me know if you like it so I can buy my black girlfriend this perfume because if you like it, then she's obviously gonna like it. Cause you guys are full African. You're the same. Okay, welcome ladies. How you doing? Are you asking me? I'm asking or the you. ladies? I'm asking you. I'm okay. I'm okay. okay. Yeah, I'm feeling all right. Okay. How about you? I'm good. I'm good. I got a lot of stuff to get off my chest today right now. Yeah? What you, what you want to talk about? Today we're talking about ladies being black in America. Yeah. That should be our. We should trademark that sound. It, it kind of right, but yeah. I, I think New York radio stations have oh, a beat. Oh shit! You're right. Yeah. Okay. So, ladies being black in America. Yes, it's a one of those topics that the ladies are not afraid to shy away from. Right. It's something that keeps coming up in all of the stuff that we do. Yeah, I mean. Because we're black and we're ladies and we live in America, so that's our experience and, you know, that's what we have to talk about. With that being said, it's important to let our listeners know that we are not the black spokespeople for all of the black people no. in all of America. Like, well, the ladies said it and they're black, so that must go for every single black person ever. Right. No, not the deal. No. And yes. we don't want to exclude any other race. There's so many other people of color. With similar experiences. Right, right. And with which we would love to hear, but we can only talk about being black because that's what we are and that's what we experience. That's exactly right. That's our experience. So we're going to share it with you today. I'm ready. Yeah. Oh, I'm so ready. Okay. Amber's ready too. I'm so ready right now. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. Okay. So I want to know how you feel like your experience as a black woman differs from everybody else's. How my experience differs from every. Well, I think me personally, I have to try to be better all the time. Like, I have to watch my ass and everything that I do. Oh, kind of like Olivia Pope, how she said, you have to be twice as good to get half of what yeah, you have. Yeah, I think that is a truth. I have, I need to make sure that I am good from head to toe, inside and out. I'm going to be the best and y'all can't say shit about me because any wrong thing, it's going to be used against me. Mm. So you feel like you have to stand on guard. All the time, which I guess in turn could perceive me as the angry black woman. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a double-edged sword. Like, how do yeah. you win in that situation? You kind of have to go out of your way to be a little soft and yeah. non-intimidating. But then if you're too soft, people are going to walk all over you. Yes. Should you like the poor little black girl. Exactly. It's like, how do you get past this? I think um, as ladies being black in America, you get really good at walking the tightrope. Mm. Not going too far to the left, not going too far to the right, staying right in the middle, trying to make sure you make everybody happy. You're so used to being judged from all angles yeah. and then at the same time trying to protect yourself that you just get used to being on guard, like you said. Yeah. 
definitely it's all the time. What I think about is how we have to balance family, how we have to balance relationships, how we have to balance friends. Um, Which just, is like a, an average woman's struggle. Exactly, but in the black culture, okay, family, always be respectful, respect your elders, don't talk back, um, things of that nature, and then religion is kind of brought into that. Then with relationships, okay, don't be the angry black woman, cater to your man, but don't be a doormat because you right. don't want to be like... You want to be independent. You better be independent, Exactly. Girl. You're the only one that's going to take care of you anyway. Exactly. Ain't no man going to be there at the end of the day. But flip side, you got to take <laughs> care of your king. That's your king. He's the head of the household. You respect him. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. Friends. Um, again, don't be the angry black girl. Don't be bossy. Don't be loud. Don't be ghetto. Don't be ratchet. Don't be ratchet. Don't be weak. There you go. What yeah. is- oh, it's tough. It's hard out here. Yeah, it is. I didn't even think about all of the stuff that, that goes through our head. Now. We don't think about it because we live it. It's it's our norm. Yeah. What do you feel is the toughest thing about being a black woman in America? I feel like the part where you have to try to please different people, mm. it, it's hard for me. It's like you have to put on different faces. Yes. Mm-hmm. You have to be a chameleon. Yeah. In front of your own family, you have to kind of be strong. Black yeah. people, like, they, they like, love that shit. Yeah, they're like hecklers in the crowd <laughs> at a comedy club. Yeah. Like, a lot of black families are like that. They're looking at your life and trying to see, oh, you still ain't got that together yet? Damn. Girl, you still need to get on it. It's their way of motivating you and saying, I love you. Yeah, but, but it's they, also they that. They a lot. <laughs> they do. You got to put really on do. a strong face. Do you think that's a form of, like, crabs in a barrel? Some people, yes. Because a lot of that term goes like, around a lot in the black community. Every black person says that about another black person. Like, oh, it's just a crabs in a barrel mentality. Like, if they're not doing good, they don't want to see you doing good. Mm. I never thought about that. I feel like some people that do that are coming from the standpoint of, I want you to have a good life, and this is the only way I know how to communicate to you. Is uh, not positive. (laughs) Yeah, because that's how my mom or dad talked to me, and so you should be able to handle it, too, because I did. Yeah. But, yeah, and then on the other side with... um. With your coworkers, per se. Oh, right. You have to talk a certain way. I can't... Sometimes I get relaxed, and then something will happen, and I'll, I'll have to say something in a black vernacular, like... Um, you're tired that day, and you just weren't feeling going into work. Yeah. I don't, I don't How think would you I would say ever that? say that to an employer. Oh, oh I thought you said employee. <laughs> oh, no. You said coworker. <laughs> well, I would never say that to my coworker either, and that's another oh, thing. Oh, wow. You know why? Because I don't trust. Them. Oh my god. To, I don't trust them enough to tell the truth because I'm not going to let my perception be altered based on Julie saying to your boss, like, you know what? She actually, she, I don't think she's sick. She's actually just at home because oh she drank too much last night. Or I don't know what she would say. I don't know what Julie would say. That's why Julie gets no information from me. Uh oh. Question for you Do you think that is you being a little bit racist? You um, automatically don't trust them because. They're not black? Maybe. Mm. It could be. And I think prejudice would be more so. Right, right. I think, yeah, we got to stop using that term racist. But at the same time, I feel like white people, when they hear the word racist, it's like, no, not me. It's never them. No. no, If you have to react like that, then it's probably you. Yeah. (laughs) Like, why are you getting so different? Why are you sweating right now? Yeah. I'm not racist. I'm not. I'm not racist. I have that one friend from two years ago that I found on the street and we're best pals. And I took a picture with her so I could show everybody. 
every black person that starts to say I'm racist, I'm going to show a picture of me, me and Shay. Shay? Why is her name Shay? Her name is Shay. Because he can't pronounce her real name, Shay, Shay Waniqua. Stop it. That's racist. <laughs> Prejudice. Prejudice. Stereotype. Oh, that's another. Oh, my God. Ooh. In high school and work, what were some of the the names? I'm sure you got called names like, oh, Shaniqua over there. I was always Shaniqua or Boquiqui or whatever. Dang, that's cold. I never had that. Oh, yeah. I got that a lot. Wait, in school? Or? And more so in high school, yeah. It was like, oh, whatever, Shaniqua. Or like I had these two friends and which one of them I loved a lot, so I would allow it from him, but I was Rosa Parks. And I would always... You let these people talk to you? You know what? You don't think about it. You don't realize... You know what? You're right about that. That, hey, this is kind of racist. But then if you do realize it, oh, do I bring it up? No, because I don't want to be the person who's always... It's not It's not about race. It's not about race. We're just having fun. Oh, okay. Like, you don't want to be the Debbie Downer. Yeah, you don't want to be the uptight chick that exactly. can't take a joke. Exactly. So you just laugh it off. And I think that's what black women do a lot. We have to laugh everything off. Brush it be, off. Laugh it off. Yeah. Let and, it go. Right. But then that's how mental illnesses develop, and but we don't know what it is because we're just... Oh, by the way, black people don't go to no shrinks. No. What is a shrink? <laughs> well, I would know. <laughs> I got like 10. But... Yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah, that's like another thing is we're kind of taught to repress right, a lot right. culturally. Mm-hmm. And then when these emotions come up and these feelings come up, especially being racially discriminated against, it's almost like suck it up. Right. And that's not right. Because this is a real experience that deserves attention, that deserves to be talked about. Mm-hmm. And it's important that we give it its due shine. Yeah. But because yeah. everybody else doesn't see it that way or feel it that way, it doesn't exist. Oh, don't get me started on uh-oh. it. It doesn't exist. Uh-oh. It's not real, Amber. Look at the statistics. Look at this chart. Look at this pie chart I from two years ago. I will kill you in the pie chart. Oh. <laughs> I have a few people who email. <laughs> I am so tired of those them. charts. Let me add them right now. Cause Let's go find them. Woo. <laughs> Love. I'm going to have to start singing Negro spirituals. Wade in the water. Wade in the water. I'm going to need to get baptized. Oh, shit. Shoot. Okay, so Amber, what was the first moment where you realized that, hey, I'm different. I'm different from everyone else. That's a great question, Charlie. <laughs> I'm so glad you asked that. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, no, no, I actually did want to talk about this because, I mean, there does come a day where you realize that you're black. Yeah. And it's not when you look in the mirror. No, you don't grow up like that. You don't. It's when somebody else treats you a certain way. Right. And it's never positive. <laughs> I wish it was. So tell me what happened. My story was that um, when I was younger, I think um, I think I was in kindergarten at the time. I was, kindergarten? Yeah, that's when I realized I was black. Hold on, oh, you're going to love this. Okay. I was in kindergarten, and I was at a private school. Me and my sister and two other boys were the only other black people in the whole school. Mm-hmm. And this blonde girl at the top of the slide, she told me, there's no black people allowed on the slide. <gasps> a little girl? A little girl. Kindergarten, what, is that like four or five years old? five or six maybe oh my god yeah I mean like you said it's like I didn't know how to react I was at the bottom of the slide looking up and then I looked on the slide and I saw Leah Leah is mixed she's black and she's white oh and she was on the slide Mm -hmm. and I said Leah's on the slide and she's black and then the girl she looked at me the blonde girl and she's like 
No, she's not. Oh. And I was like, I don't know. I, I was just looking at it. I was so confused. I've never heard anybody talk to me that way. Right. But my first instinct was to go on the slide anyway. Right. And everybody left. No. I was like hurt. I was really hurt. But I was like, I, I feel like I should be on the slide. Even so Leah left you? She wasn't there anymore. I don't know if she left maliciously, but... It's not like she was going to stand in solidarity. Well, she should have. She's like, I'm on the slide. (laughs) Oh, my God. So did you go home and tell your parents? Yeah, I I was with my mom. I think we were walking outside of a Walmart in a parking lot Mm -hmm. when I said, am I black? Oh, my God. And then she said to me, she's like, why are you asking that? Like, who said that? Who said that you were black? You're African-American. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But like, what's... (laughs) I know, like, I have no context. Right. I think she just didn't want me to feel ashamed of who I was. Right. And to realize that you are a part of this. You are an American. Mm -hmm. You have a history and you matter. Mm. But I don't remember any of those words. Probably because I was five. She might have said that. (laughs) She might have not. But all I was like, you're African-American. I'm like, okay. Okay, African-American. So that's That's what what I I have to be. Yeah, that's what I identified with my entire, like, grade school life. And that was the moment where I realized I was black. Okay. There's so many other moments after that, too. Growing up in, like, a white neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like, oh, what what happened? I went to Brandon's house, Mm -hmm. and I left something over there. Mm -hmm. And I was playing with him and a couple other girls in the neighborhood. And he said to me, you know what? No black people are allowed in the house. Oh, my God. And you know what I told him? I wasn't going to go in the house. Oh, I wasn't. But I was like... Of course you weren't thinking, like, hey, you just called me a black person and you kind of... Right. You can't connect all the dots. Right. Like, as quickly as you want to. But it's interesting from your earlier story that this is something that you carried with you into high school, that mentality of, oh, I should have said this, or, oh, this is what's going on. I knew what was going on, but I didn't say anything. Right. And it's like, you can't. Because you can, and also, like, the whole thing of repression. Like, okay, let, let me just let that slide. Hey, I wasn't going to do... Like, like, you're defending yourself now. You're not defending your rights. You're defending, oh, my, your actions. Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to do that anyway. Not... What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to... I wasn't going to get... Well, Leah's on the slide. You're trying to justify... Exactly. Your, your being black to make you feel comfortable. Right. That's twisted. That is twisted, but that's the mentality that we grow up with. You know what? Let me not talk about this. I'm going to walk around angry Uh-oh. at everybody. No. She's no. going to be the person outside of Starbucks, like, teaching the black word. Yeah. I'm going to have, like, the new Jim Crow out. I'm going to be at the, at the coffee shop preaching. I'm going to have, like, an audience, and it's going to be all, like, older black men on yeah. chairs. <laughs> Out in front of Starbucks. There's going to be a chessboard. Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. I don't know. Hey, you can get something started. Like, sit down. Sit down, brother. Let us tell you something. Let me... The white man. (laughs) (laughs) But I do want want to make it a point that it's not just about whites versus blacks. Absolutely not. Whenever I hear the term racism... I think of white versus black. And we have to acknowledge that it comes from anybody. Like, black people can be prejudiced towards Mm -hmm. other black people. That's correct. It's not just black versus white. And I think a lot of people think that, too. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, we say things like, the white man. Yeah. That's like the the black stereotype. It is. It's like the stories that you share around your your Thanksgiving dinner are kind of like based around that. It's a joke, but... 
we know that it comes in all shapes and sizes. Right. And that's important to know. But also, we say these stories because th- that's the main culture it's, that yeah, attacks us. So. That's the main one. <laughs> it comes from a place of truth. Yes. But just be aware that we're not anti-anybody. We're not anti-white. We're not anti-this, that, or the other. Like, everybody's welcome here. This is just our experience. And I don't want people to listen and think, like, oh, they're pro-black. Oh, they're anti-white. Let me just... Yeah, I mean, I think they get the idea. We've gone out of our way not to make this all about... This is about ladies doing stuff. Listeners, if you're if you're here with us at this point, you've come this far, you you know us by now. We're, okay. We're cool, right? We're cool? We good? We're cool. Okay. We good? <laughs> <laughs> well, now that you brought up your experience of, you know, the first moment you realized you were black, I'm thinking back on mine, and I'm like, I don't know. I think I grew up knowing that I was black. I went to, like, an all-black church... Um, I had the black aunt who would only let me play with black Barbie dolls. Oh, yeah. So it was kind of like I was used to that. But my first racial experience was out here in California in high school. I was a freshman in high school and I'm just walking home and I get called a nigger. What? I'm walking home and there's a group of older guys driving in the truck. I'm like, nigger. I'm like, oh, okay, like what do I do to you? I'm like, <laughs> just trying to walk home, sir. <laughs> And, like, all throughout high school. And, you know, we went to high school together. It was a predominantly white neighborhood, Mm -hmm. white high school. Okay, sure. Um, But, of course, I'm not in the mindset of, I'm black. Like, let me think differently. Like, no, I'm human. You're human. Let's treat each other with respect. Right. Yeah. But, no, it wasn't the case. And then uh, afterwards, um, I was in Orange County. I'm, again, walking home. Get the fuck out of here, nigger. Wow. I'm like, what? What is your problem? I was so heated. And of course, it's always, people are always driving by me saying that. Okay. Yeah, they're always dri- terrible. It's a drive-by <laughs> slur. Okay. That's, that's not funny, but. It's not funny, but it's like sad that that's happened to you at all. Multiple times. But more than once in your lifetime is like, wow. Yeah. I, I really want to know why people feel the need to express that, to say that. What makes a person want to say, get out of here, nigger. Dude, it kind of reminds me of John Galliano. Do you remember when he got in trouble for all of those anti-Semitic words that he said on camera? Oh. He claimed that he was drunk. He was blacked out. He was, like, promoting Hitler and saying that Jews should go in the gas chamber, something like that. Something crazy like that and Uh super racist. Uh More than one race he was against. Oh, shit. And I looked at an interview, like, years later, and it said, how he was just remorseful and that he's a blackout drinker and that he doesn't even recall that. And looking back at the videotape, he's just appalled that, that those words even came out of his mouth. How true is that? I don't believe that at all. If you, Like, your drunk self is your true self. That's true. You're not going to say that shit if you don't mean it. So you can't... Of course you could be remorseful that you got caught, maybe. Right. That now your life is shit because somebody found out about your deep, dark secret and your hatred for other people. Right. But I don't think you regret saying that because if you didn't feel that way, you wouldn't say it. Well, that's true. I mean, his career did suffer. If you guys don't know, John Galliano was a very famous European designer. Mm-hmm. High, high fashion. Galliano, yeah. But you don't hear much about him. Nope, not anymore. anymore. And I kind of feel like now it's uncool to be, like, racist. At a certain point, it was passable. I think it's becoming quote-unquote cool again. Oh, Now with the whole era, Mm. make America great again. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's been more acts of racism, like openly racism and prejudice. I can't disagree with that. 
you, you know, there's always trends in fashion, so... There's trends it in... It might be back in vogue. Oh, shit. <laughs> We're just going backwards. Pretty soon Shoot. it'll be cool to start lynching people again. Oh, no. Setting crosses on fire. Oh, my God. I hope yeah. we've progressed as a, a human race to not treat other humans like shit, but I totally think being prejudiced is a trend now, and it's just being brushed off as, oh, you can't take a joke, we're just kidding. Mm. So how do you get by, like, working, being black, being a black woman and working with other people? Like, how is that experience different? It's always different. It depends on who the people are, of course. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is working with other black people, Mm -hmm. especially during one time in my career, I was freelancing all the time. Mm -hmm. And a lot of my clients were black women. You know what sucks, though? What? Never worked out. You know what? (laughs) (laughs) I hate stereotypes, but dang it. (laughs) Because of the whole money thing, right? It was, my prices were too high. Right. But what's funny is you'll go ahead and pay Jim around the corner. The same amount. Or more. Because... He, he's Jim. He's Jim. Mm, he's, a, mm. he's a Jim. Anybody know any black gyms? I don't think so. He's a Jim. <laughs> so it's interesting how that worked. My prices were always too high. I felt like I got discriminated against too because I'm younger than them. Oh, yeah. That plays a huge part too. Yes. You're young, you're black, and you're a woman. Yeah. And I'm not afraid to ask for what I'm worth. Right. So then now you're pushy. I'm, I'm pushy. I'm like hot-headed or whatever. Right. Or you're but arrogant. If I tell you I can deliver then I can, because otherwise I wouldn't tell you. Right. And I know that's hard for people to believe, but once I've delivered for you once before, Mm -hmm. you should be able to believe me. Twice before, you should be able to believe me. But it's never really worked out, because at some point I was asking for too much. Anybody else would ask for the same. Right. But me, me, being black, young, it's just too much for them. But you find yourself doing that yourself, right? We, We do that a lot, you and I. Like, oh, this is a black product. Oh, it's kind of expensive. Let's go somewhere else. Like, we kind of do the same thing. Um, I don't know about all that because I pay $30 a jar for this As I Am Double Buttercream hair product that I know works. But do black people make it? Actually, I don't think so. Okay. But it goes to your point earlier, which is you got to be the best. Right. And I will support black brands and all of that. I'm all good with that, but you need to be the best. The best, yeah. Sometimes it is like subpar or yeah, cut corners and it's like, okay, well... I'm going to still go to gym then because I know what I'm paying for is quality. Well, Which yeah. sucks to say. It does suck to say that. But in this case, gym don't have nothing on me. <laughs> okay? I'm telling you. So moving on, we're going to talk about some of our experiences with uh, racism, stereotypes, and prejudice situations. Yeah. We have a, a dictionary to choose from, but we're just talking about a few experiences here. Um, interestingly enough, in middle school, I got made fun of. Do you know mm-hmm. why? Tell me why. Because Not because you were black, right? Kind of. Oh. Half that. I was hoping that wouldn't be the answer. I got made fun of because I talked white. Oh my god, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why we do so well on our phone interviews. There you go. Till this day. But, <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I would get made fun of by mm-hmm. the very few black people that were in my school mm-hmm. for talking white. And of course, my best friend was like this tall, geeky white girl. Oh, yeah. We were so cool. I thought she was funny. You know? <laughs> we're awesome. But I really couldn't wrap my mind around it. And so I thought to myself then, how am I supposed to act? Right. How am I supposed to talk? We're caught in this identity crisis. It's like, who am I? Who do I belong to? Mm-hmm. Like, I got made fun of more so with my family 
when I was younger, my mom was married to not my biological father, but her husband had a different side of the family and they grew up differently and they talked differently. And whenever I would come around, I would get made fun of all the time. They would mock me. And of course, I'm young, so I can't say anything. I got to bite my tongue. What do you say? You don't say anything. You just have to sit there and take it. Respect your elders. You you can't stand up for yourself. Uh, And if you do tell your parents, it's like, it's fine. Okay, take it. So you grow up just taking it, just taking it. And you don't know how to express your anger from it. You're like, oh, like, stop it. Like, this is how I talk. Like, I'm sorry, I don't sound like you. But can we be brothers and sisters like we're supposed to? Like, no. (laughs) No, you can't. No, yeah. I was made fun of from other races for my skin color. And then I was made fun of by black people for not being black enough. Uh, yeah, that was perfect, right? And it's like you said, the identity crisis. For me, that that lasted past middle school. So freshman year in high school, I was like, I'm going to hang out with all of the cool black kids. <laughs> I'm going to re-identify myself. And then in college, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to join a black sorority. I'm mm. going to re-identify myself again. Yeah. But I couldn't bring myself to do it because I'm like, this is, isn't that important to me. Being black or trying to, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Trying to like assimilate and fit the fit the notion of what it should be. Right, right. I'm like, this doesn't really matter to me. I'm, I have a fashion show. I, w- I want to do that. I was so interested in being an individual. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's ultimately going to serve me That's well. better, exactly. Instead of trying to be what other people want you to be. Yeah. Oh, you're not black enough. Oh, you're not white enough or it's just like you know what fuck you and you I'm gonna do whatever I want to do that's the only way you can survive I feel like you gotta tune out those voices and at least develop your own Mm. so Charlie tell me some of your experiences with uh racist prejudice and or stereotypes all of the above well something just happened yesterday at work Um, I'm walking out to go get lunch and I get stopped by this other coworker. Mind you, I've never really talked to him, but he pulls me aside. He's like, Hey, come here, come here. Okay. Smell this for me. So I'm smelling like he sprays a, a, a perfume sample on a little card. He's like, do you like it? I'm like, no, this is horrible. (laughs) And he's like, okay, good. Well, I'm glad you said that because you know, this perfume, they said that everybody in Africa loves it and black women, they just go crazy over it. And, oh. you know, I have a black girlfriend, so I was hoping uh-huh. that, because like, it determined if you said yes or no that mm-hmm. I was going to get this for my girlfriend. Uh-huh. I was like, well, you know, everybody's different. Everybody's different. <laughs> yeah. And of course, at that time, I'm not thinking, this is pretty not okay. Which like, you this really, is pretty prejudice. Dang, you, you really want to just be like, did you just think about what you did right now? By asking me that question, you're asking me if I'm like your girlfriend from Africa? Oh my God. The fact that he <laughs> said this perfume sells really well in Africa. So can you smell this? <laughs> To let me know if you like it so I can buy my black girlfriend this perfume. Because if you like it, then she's obviously going to like it. Because you guys are both African. You're the same. This sells really well. I was like, okay. Good, 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 good. I I think I said something along the lines of, you know, it's a different culture over there. They're probably used to different things. So that's why it sells well over here. But everybody's different. Mm -hmm. Emphasize that. Yeah. But I don't remember getting all those words out. I remember him cut. Oh, thank, thank, thanks so much. Thank you, thank you. Shoot, they're go gonna away. hear go away. what they want to hear, right? And they're not hearing the words where you say everybody is different because it's already made up in his mind that you African princesses are all the same. Oh yikes! Have you ever been to Africa? 
<laughs> I just want to know, Charlie, have you, have you ever been I out? would love to go to Africa, but no, me personally have not been to Africa. Same. This African princess Same. has not been, but would love to, by the way. Anybody that wants to take us to Africa. Oh, yeah. We're so down. We're down to go to the Netherlands, just so y'all know. Thank you. We're not anti-Africa. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was so uncomfortable afterwards, and I remember walking away, and I turn, and there's another coworker, and she's just looking at me like she feels sorry, or she's like kind of uh, embarrassed a little bit. Mm. And I was, and that's when it hit me. I'm like, oh, that was prejudice. Oh, okay. But it's not like I'm gonna go turn around and be like, hey, by the way, uh, let me let me tell you a little something. Like, no, I was just like, okay, well, let it go. Dang it. Yeah, I was so flabbergasted. I. I Wrote a Facebook post about it. <laughs> I, I have to read that one. In fact, I think we're both going to vlog about this later on. I think we have to. Talking about flabbergasted. What? I took a trip home from Portland, and I had one of those experiences that, like, you, you hear about, but you don't think actually happens to people, right? Right. So I'm sitting on the plane, and I'm with my friend, who is Mexican, mm -hmm. and we are just minding our own business. But I keep feeling a tug on my hair. Oh, God. Yeah. I keep no. feeling a tug no. on my hair. <laughs> and your, was your hair straight or was it? It was not straight. It was curly and it was in my signature. Y'all see the cover artwork. <laughs> Her little fro. <laughs> the little cover artwork from Ladies Doing Stuff. I had my, my curly poof going on. I love that thing. Super cute. Yeah. Goes, goes kind of high in the air, but I love it. <laughs> Blocks people's view. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, <laughs> my head. I was here first, obviously. Oh, shit. Okay, so let me tell you all the story. I mean, seriously, I thought I felt something on my hair, but I was like, no. And then, then or the third time, towards the end of the flight, I had to turn around because I just knew somebody was touching my hair frequently. No. I turn around, there's this, like, probably 40-plus-year-old white lady, spiky hair. Like, she goes to Fantastic Sam's and... Shit. <laughs> and she's like, hey, can you just fuck my hair up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she gets the F me up. <laughs> I like the fuck me up special. <laughs> Every other Saturday. <laughs> I got a reputation to maintain. <laughs> of course she thinks it looks good, right? Like, she thinks it's the best thing ever. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> Nothing like a good old fuck me up special. <laughs> he said fantastic Sam's. <laughs> That's what I thought about. I swear to God, I saw some like icy tips. At Stop the end. it. For short spiky no. hair. Um, but yeah, anyways, this, this chick, she is touching my hair. So I realized that that's what's happening. And I turn around and I say, excuse me. Mm -hmm. I was like, do you mind? And she's like, oh, I love your hair. I'm like, I understand that. You're like, I already know it's perfect. <laughs> That's what I told her. I'm like, seriously. I understand. I was, I was pretty loud about it. I'm like, I understand that. And mm -hmm. then, of course, our girl, she jumps in. My friend, she's mm -hmm. like, um, do you know that that's not right to be touching people's hair and that that can be considered harassment? And she, like, kind of verbally goes off a little Ooh, bit. Oh, I love that. Which, I mean, it's totally It's true, exactly. You don't just touch people right. that you don't know. Exactly. Without because their... you love it? Yeah. Because you, don't... you find it interesting? You're not entitled to touch me. Right. So, anyways, she's totally within her grounds. And then she's like, oh, well, you know what? Technically, it was in my space. Your hair was in her space. Fantastic fans told me. Shit. <laughs> Yeah. Fantastic Sam. She told me that technically my hair was in her space. 
So, therefore, she's making the point she's entitled to touch it. On a plane. On an airplane. Where, where there's a barrier, like a whole seat barrier. Yeah. I mean, there's no way that my hair crossed into Was her. it, like, in her face? No. Oh, okay. No, definitely not. So, I was just kind of taken aback by that. Yeah. But she continues on. Of course, our girl, she just keeps going off, like, okay, right. seriously, you're going to say that? And, of course, Fantastic Sam's kind of goes in and she's like, you know what? You're going to get deported. Shut your mouth. She tells my friend. Shut up. She's like, you know what? I'm an American citizen and there's nothing that you can do to me. Trump's going to get you. Trump's going to get you. Granted, I think she had been drinking. Okay, but drunk people, that's what did I say? Tell exactly. The truth, exactly. Right? Yeah, seriously. I mean, she's Fuck she's saying, her. Trump's going to get you. You're going to get deported. There's nothing you can do to me. And she starts saying, like, oh, I don't understand why everything has to be black versus white. Black lives matter. Mm-mm-mm. She just starts popping off at the mouth. Did y'all even say anything about black lives matter or no. anything? It was just like, hey. She went I'm straight like, to Trump's going to get you. Black lives matter. matter. I don't even understand all that. I'm like, an American citizen. Uh, So are we, ma'am. Yeah, that's what she said. My friend, she was all like, yeah, so am I. And she's just completely ignoring that statement. What the fuck is wrong with people? I couldn't believe that. You're going to get deported. Trump's going to get you. I'm an American citizen. Who the fuck do you think you are? She was not quiet about this either, this whole thing. I told her, I'm like, look, I have been incredibly patient with you in this trip, and I just want to end on a good note. Mm. Those are the only words I said to And you're still being a bigger person, where you had every right to go off. I wanted to so badly, but when she started talking about Black Lives Matter, my hands were sweating. Oh, shit. I mean, my friend, she had to, like, keep my hand down, because I wanted to go over the back of that seat. And choke her out. And I could see it happening. I kept seeing it. Happening. You're like, this is going to happen. Yeah, this and I was happen. strategizing. I'm like, you know what? I can't do it here. I'll, I'll legit get arrested. Yeah. But if I go to baggage claim... I can do it there. Yeah. Nobody can stop me. <laughs> or you're like, catch me outside. No, seriously. I mean, she she booked it out of there, of course. Well, did anybody else come to your defense? Did anybody like try to stop her and try to educate her or try to say it in white words to make her feel better? That's the saddest part. <laughs> white words. <laughs> But you know what? She wasn't going to hear my Mexican friend. That's what I'm saying. And my Black Lives Matter. Exactly. So, so she, need, she yeah. needs somebody else to intervene. She, she needs a white savior to... There were no um, other minorities that were... There was a guy that came from a different country, but like, what is he going to get involved for? But there were no other minorities around. And well, they, they heard what was going on. She's belligerent, like, the whole time. And everybody just pretended like nothing was happening. Everybody just put their earphones in. No, no flight attendants, no nothing. They weren't around. It was like during the, they were all seated. Nobody heard. It's almost like it never happened. Oh my God. That's what makes me sick to my stomach. I wanted to do, this is one of my hindsight moments too. And one day I'm going to get so quick that I'm actually going to do what I say, but I wish I would have told off everybody around me and not her. Right. I really wish because that's the problem. Said, that is the problem. Be like, by the way, you see this, mm-hmm. and you see what's happening here. Right. By you not saying anything, you're saying everything, and it's you're okay. perpetuating right. this behavior. And you know what? You are the problem. Exactly. Not this. Not her. You're encouraging that behavior. Yeah, she's a fucking idiot for saying shit like that. But you guys are all by not saying anything. You're saying that it's okay. Yes. 
And if one person would have said, you know what, lady, I think you're, you're doing a little too much right, right now. Right. Like, you should probably quiet down. If one person would have took the heat off of us, right. it would have made a difference. It really would have. I will say that one lady at the end of the flight, she did go to the, the flight attendant and say, this woman was, like, really belligerent. And she's a white woman. She didn't say anything in the moment, but as she was getting off the flight, she's like, I just want to let you know she was just kind of harassing these two ladies. What, to clear her white conscience? Like, I think so. I think that that suffices as doing something, which is ten times more than anybody else did. Right, right. But as people were walking out, they're like, yeah, she was crazy, she was crazy. Like, why didn't y'all say anything in the moment? All, y'all all got voices now. Yeah. Oh, oh that's yeah. cool. Oh, y'all heard? Okay. But, oh, you weren't asleep? Yeah. You had your earmuffs on? Uh-uh. Yeah. That's something else. I am so sorry that happened. I was heated. And to tell somebody that they're going to get deported? Yeah. Thanks, Spirit Airlines. Ooh, spirit, <laughs> call them out. And your baggage fucking fees suck. Oh my gosh, trying to catch you slipping. What is it, like $100? If you don't check that bag, that is $100 at the door. Who the fuck do they think they are with their small ass rinky-dink planes? That's, that's spirit. <laughs> that's spirit for you. Fuck you. Oh man, of course when I reported it, the officer said... You know, unfortunately, with airlines like these, they're low prices, so you kind of get what you get on the Shit. flight. He's kind of like You're paying for low-class people. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, they should have, like, a little caution on, on the flight ticket. Caution. You may be seated next to a belligerent idiot. Stop it. This might happen to you. <laughs> there have been known cases of racism and prejudice on this plane. Yes. Please be advised. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Or, like, this is a free speech flight. Like, oh, no. She, she did exercise her right, but amazing how I can't really exercise mine no. without anybody saying something or doing something. Because had you acted, everybody would have been on her side. That could happen. And that's because, like, you would have been violent. Oh, yeah. Because that, that that's is, not the right thing to do. Yeah. It was best that I didn't say or do much of anything. Which goes back to having to repress it, having to put on another face. You not going off, you still being the bigger person and saying, hey, I want to end this on a good note, even though she invaded your privacy. You she harassed you. You harassed my friend. Fuck you. Oh, okay. But you know what? I still want to end this on a good note. Look at that. Uh, I, it's hard to be proud when you're so mad. Yeah, yeah. But at least you didn't get arrested or tackled by an air marshal. Yeah. Positives. <laughs> it's an experience. That, it is an experience. That needs to be heard. Right. And from what I'm hearing is a lot of, in the Trump era, people are experiencing this. Right. And they're talking about it. And I think that part is good. Continuing on, Charlie, I know you've had more experiences than that, right? What's, what's, what are you holding back from us? Oh, God. Do you really want to know? Yeah. So <laughs> I dated this conservative a while ago. Oh. And I didn't know he was a conservative until after the dick, so... Okay. <laughs> Nothing against conservatives. <laughs> In a way, like, when we would talk, we would agree for the most part, but there's a lot of things that he would say that just rubbed me the wrong way. Like what? He was super anti-Black Lives Matter. Okay. Like, everything was fake. It's the agenda. It's an agenda. It doesn't fit the narrative. Oh, so he's, like, analyzing their arguments and seeing if it matches back to their actions? Exactly. Okay. Or he, he's saying that liberals, he always says liberals, oh, be, because it doesn't fit their narrative that they're doing this, that, and the other, blah, 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 blah. Everything was fake. Everything, I was just like, what, what are you talking about? He And he's the one that 
brings up the pie charts and the bar graphs and the statistics. Oh, the ones that I killed. Yes. Okay. <laughs> you missed him. <laughs> <laughs> I could do a better job. <laughs> I wouldn't even say that we were dating. We were just like casually talking, meeting up sometimes. But yeah, he was one of those. And it was quite interesting because he's an older white male. I'm a younger black female. So of course, there's going to be some different things going on. And mm-hmm. he's the type to where everybody's wrong except him. Okay. Don't argue with him. Sure, sure, sure. He has all the facts. Great, great, great. It's science. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that that was really fun. There's a few times where he just rubbed me the wrong way. Speaking from a sexual instance, I was laying in his bed. He has a black cat. I'm just playing with the cat and he goes, oh, I'm surrounded by black pussy. I was waiting for you to say something like you just said. <laughs> and then you said it. I said it. I said the thing. Oh. But of course, I'm. What, what are you gonna do? Like, I'm like, what the fuck? Why, why would you say something? Yo, like that? but that's what he's thinking. That's how he's thinking. And that goes back to me being paranoid and self conscious. Like, all I am is a fetish. All I am is sexualized. I'm this black girl with a big ass and big lips, and that's all you want because you've never had it before. Oh, because Mama said it was bad, and she'll disown you. So now you want it even more. Mm. That's what I think. Well, that's sort of true. It is sort of true. Yeah. <laughs> like a defiance measure and it becomes right. like a, like a, like you said, a fetish. Right. Becomes, uh, what's the word? Exotic. Mmm. Yeah. Oh, I get told that a lot. You're you exoticized. Yeah, you're so Where exotic. Where are you from? Yes. Which is, which is interesting because whenever Charlie and I are together walking down the street, I never get hit on. This is before the ring. What? It's, I don't get hit on. They, they hit on you. She's exotic. She's racially ambiguous. She's I've heard that these, a lot. Yes. All of these different things. And it all goes back to that sort of fetish mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never had you before. What are you? Yeah. What are you from? You could also, you know, make it to your advantage because you can show people that you're so much more than that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Just seems like people stick to the narrative that's already in their head. It's, it's against the narrative. Uh, the the conservative, he would also say that because he knows that I have white family members, but he makes it a point to say, you're not black, you're white, you you have a white grandma, you have white family. To justify his wants. Yes, I'm like, I am black. That is who I am. Do not take that away from me. He's like, don't say that loudly. He's like, shh, shh. Hush <laughs> <laughs> your mouth. You shut, you shut your fucking mouth right now, I swear to God, if you say you're black... No, but I'm, I I told him that. I was like, do not take that away from me. I am black. No, you're not. I'm blacker than you. I do this and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, sir. You know what's crossing the line, though? What? Additionally, I was waiting for him to say, like, some slave, like, terminology at some point. What? Like what? Well, you guys he probably said it. Sexual at some point. Oh. I was just waiting for him to say something like a, a service me statement. Which just really would have put me over the edge. You know what? He is um, kind of like a dom, so maybe. But it wasn't. It would never. And I would never let that happen. Like okay. if it became like I'm your master. Get oh, okay. No, I would literally slit your throat. <laughs> you like pause everything. I'm like, how good was it? Because I'm like, well, let me consider because it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, she's trying to move up to the big house. Okay, shit. I'm trying to sit in Mass's chair. <laughs> Dang it. Okay, Damn we're done. We All can't. Right. We can't. Sorry. We can't do this. But 
all of our conversations via text message, it, it's always racially driven. He always has to show me, oh, look what happened in Chicago. Another shooting. Oh, it's the culture. It's the black culture. So disgusting. Why would he tell you that? Because I'm different. I'm not like everybody else. And Great. he can say things like that because I can understand and I'm not going to get offended. I'm glad he feels like he's in a safe place. Yeah. There's definitely nothing you can do to change a guy's mind that thinks that way. Set in your ways, for sure, for sure. Exactly. Hey, I'm for the people and blah, blah, blah. Right is right. Wrong is wrong. Oh, great, great, great. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. You know it's bad when I say it three times. Three times. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, man. I know you have um, probably some more personal experiences with this, but I've heard about, like, what, with jobs and stuff? Have you ever had anything happen? Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. And again, it goes back to me not knowing that it's something like it's racism or prejudice. Not the first thing that comes to your mind. Exactly, because I'm not thinking that way. So there was this one time where I went out for a job interview for babysitting, and I replied to a Craigslist ad. So, of course, you know, conversating via email, via Mm -hmm. text message, you're not going to know that I'm black. And, of course, I don't feel the need to tell you that I'm black because why should that matter? That's a strange thing to say. Yeah, by the way. You should know. Yeah. (laughs) I have more melanin than you. (laughs) What happened when you got there? So I go to the lady's house, obviously, to meet her and her little daughter. I'm sitting there in their apartment. The daughter is, like, touching my hair, (laughs) pulling on my hair. No, no, sweetie, don't do that. Don't touch her hair. Don't touch her hair. Which is, like, you get it from a kid. At least they're just being themselves. Like, I wasn't, I didn't, like, smack her or anything. Like, hey, don't do that. Get off me. But I was like, this bun did take a long time for me to, (laughs) so you're you're just going to have to back up a little bit. (laughs) Mom was probably, like, kind of embarrassed that she was. Yeah, I'm pretty curious. She's being a kid. Yeah, but after, you know, it went really well. The daughter liked me. She couldn't wait for me to start. Um, And the mom said, you know, she gave me a date to where I could start. Okay. It was like a week before, a few days before. I'm like, hey, you know, are we still on? Is that any other? I didn't hear from her after that. And I was like, what? What? So you essentially, you had the job, and then she just didn't respond. Right. Ironically, that was after your first in-person meeting. Exactly. These are the things that we think in our mind, is that a coincidence? Is that a coincidence? But once you've had to ask that question in your own life, probably at least once a week. Damn. Um, it's like, probably not. Probably not a coincidence. Didn't she tell me that the daughter was like, trying to touch you and ask you about your skin color? Yeah, she asked me what color I was. She just comes up, what color are you? Yeah. What what color are you? (laughs) What did the mom say? She didn't say anything. She looked at me and I was like, I'm brown because that's my skin color. I'm brown. So you were just kind of like playing with it? Yeah, I'm brown. Yeah. Yeah. What else can you do? I was like, well, let me tell you, little girl. <laughs> let me take you back into time. Oh, my gosh. I'm sure mom was embarrassed, but... She probably like, was, but... She doesn't have to be. That's the funny thing, though. It's that's being kids. Right. I don't understand why she would be embarrassed. It's questionable. It says something about her. Exactly. What are she you teaching just, your kid? Right. She could privately say, like, you know, I'm sorry to you if you felt weird just yeah. to cover her bases, but she doesn't have to, like, oh, oh, no. Sally, sit down. Right. Like, stop, stop freaking out. You're making it weird. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what? I gotta go. Maybe I don't want this job. This child is the only person being themselves here. Exactly. Which is why I didn't think anything of it. Why would I think, oh, this is a racist family? No, like, you're a little girl and you have questions. Right. And like I said, we hit it off. And to, to not hear from her after she offered me the job, it's just like, why would that happen? Question mark. 
let me know. <laughs> yeah. I'm very concerned. As our listeners are like, well, maybe she just didn't, maybe she just, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So funny. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> but it is perspective. Like, I'm concerned with always voicing my opinions because I don't want it to seem like I'm always thinking about race. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, we don't want to seem like we're thinking about it yet. It plays an active role in every other second of our lives. This is true. It's interesting that we can't really talk about it so as to make, not to make other people uncomfortable. Mm. And you know what? I feel like it's my second major is making white people feel comfortable. <laughs> Wait, specifically white people? Because remember, it's not... Mostly white people. Damn it. I'm, I'm not going to lie that you know minorities do tend to share similar experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really speak on for Asian culture because sometimes they are awarded a symbolist, like like a white status for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. But um, you know what? It just seems like minorities share a higher level of comfort with diversity amongst each other. Comfort. Do you think that white people are uncomfortable around us? I not around me because I make you so comfortable. <laughs> I make you okay with being exactly who you are, even if you are dead wrong. <laughs> and that's a sad expertise. Damn. So let's play a bit of a game. Can I have like a drum roll? That was a good drum roll. That's not gonna work. Okay. Okay. <laughs> drum roll for. Is it racist? Is it racist? <laughs> there goes that horn again. I don't think it was a horn this time. It was like the who wants to be a millionaire. Oh. And then it flashes. Dun, 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 dun. There we go. Like the strobe lights. There we go. Come on, you. So we're going to play a game called Is It Racist? And in this game, you essentially answer that question. Okay. And there's other categories like stereotypes and prejudice. You tell us which is which. So am I just supposed to say yes or no? Or do you want me to? You can give me a reasoning. Answer. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, some of these may or may not be very real, actual <laughs> experiences. But they probably are. <laughs> they probably are. <laughs> but you tell me, is it okay. racist? So your apartment searching in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Things go really well with the property manager via phone. Okay. They're not available to show the apartment, so his wife shows the apartment to you anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then um, things go really well. You like the place. You set a date with the property manager himself, who has never seen you, to give him the deposit to run the application. Mm-hmm. So you go there that day, and you know that he's coming downstairs, but he that kind of walks past you oh or you're, you're driving by you're in the driveway this is just hypothetical hypothetical right. hypothetical of course you're in the driveway you're waving at him but he's not responding to you oh he's still on his cell phone but i know he looked up and he saw this figment of his imagination not a real person so this here's a question <laughs> okay you um give him the application things go well you do ask him Keep this in mind. Mm-hmm. You wonder if you don't have to do any um, repairs on the apartment, would it be possible to get it for $95 off mm-hmm. per month? And you just beg the question. He says no, and you say okay, and then go from there. Right. All right. Next day, you get a message saying that you don't think it'll work out. He doesn't think that it'll work out. The property manager does not think what wouldn't work out. He says that there might be an issue with the income. But the income requirements were clearly stated on the application. And you know for a fact, based on the pay stubs that you submitted, that you qualify. Oh, but yet it's an issue? So when you ask the question, what are the requirements? Because 
I thought that we met them, you right. get no response. Oh. Yes. But, but you know, this is the thing. Maybe this man is possibly kind enough to say the words, you know what? I will give you your money back for the application because, mind you, he hasn't run the application. Oh. But he did offer her to kindly give the money back. Hypothetically. To, hypothetically. To. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't run the application, essentially. Okay. So, yeah, that, that's, that's the story. Is it racist? <laughs> I, I want to say a little bit, yes, it may be more so prejudice. Prejudice. So the property manager doesn't run the application yet. You meet all the requirements and you paid for the application to be ran, but he has the nerve to say he doesn't think it'll work out. Yeah, it could be argued that when you asked for a discount and you said, fine, I'll pay the price on the listed price, he mm-hmm. could have thought, oh, maybe they can't afford it. Oh, that could have been yeah. a reason. No, because the income was stated. Oh, yeah, right. Oh, I forgot the pay stubs were submitted. There you go. Okay, sorry. I just, woo. <laughs> I, I forget my own hypothetical situations. <laughs> I'm losing my mind here. Yeah, I think I think that was a little bit prejudice. Prejudice. Mm. Well, this hypothetical person may or may not have reported them to LA Department of Housing. I hope they hypothetically reported them. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't think they are going to do anything, but, you know, at least the hypothetical victim felt better about the situation. Hypothetically. (laughs) Yeah, definitely a little bit of prejudice going on there. Prejudice, okay. So, a little lighter note. Okay. You're taking an Uber in Texas. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me more. You have a driver making small talk with you and your friend who happens to, you both happen to be African-American. Okay. And then he's just saying, with his country music on the radio, you start talking about country music with your friend, but he chimes in with, are you guys both in town for that Jeremiah and Robin Thicke concert? I'm wondering. No. Is it, is it racist? Is it prejudice? I don't think so. He's making small talk, and he doesn't know you. He's trying to get to know you. It's Jeremiah. But why did he say... Jeremiah. It's Jeremiah, apparently, because he didn't know how to pronounce the the artist's name. Okay. But maybe he picked up a lot of people that looked like us and decided to make small talk that way. But I knew the country songs on the... I mean, this person... Hypothetically. This (laughs) hypothetical... Knew the country songs on the radio. (laughs) Just curious. Mm, Prejudice. No, I don't think so. Stereotype? No, I think he was just making an, an association. Like, possibly, yeah, he could have been driving other people back and forth all the time of different races, hypothetically, mm-hmm. to this concert. Maybe that's all he was doing that day. So, you're the next person. Oh, hey, are you going to that Jeremiah and Robin Thicke concert? Yeah, Jeremiah. <laughs> it's Jeremiah, guys. Yes, it is. It's a weird name, but... Nice of him to try to make small talk. I don't think it was prejudice or racist. Situation number three. Two girls in a bar. Oh, I like this one. Yes. So, um, an older white gentleman comes up to you and your African-American girlfriend Mm -hmm. and starts talking about, just making small talk, talking about music, and he proceeds to ask you within 60 seconds of talking to you, um, do you listen to white music? (laughs) This may or may not have happened. Yeah, no, it definitely happened. (laughs) Hypothetically. To us. Um, yeah, no, totally racist. Totally prejudice. So all of the above. Yeah, why is that one racist or prejudice? Within 60 motherfucking seconds, he said, do you like white music? He was just trying to figure out what you like. Oh, right. He's just being considerate. No, he's an asshole. Oh, 
oh, I guess the rules are different. Yeah. I don't know. It was something different about that. One, we were minding our own business. And he comes up to us and interrupts our conversation and says automatically, starts talking about his band and how he sounds like, what, Neil Diamond or something like that? Yeah. How he sounds like somebody else. Oh, y'all listen to white music? And then he goes on, oh, I don't, I don't really listen to black artists. Like, he kept going on and on. Yeah, which is interesting because nobody brought up the fact that you were white. Nobody. I think that was, that's the kicker. Yeah. Oh, didn't you say, hypothetically, something like, hey, um, I don't know what that is. What is that? Yeah, I was totally uh, <laughs> fucking <laughs> with him. Yeah, do you listen to white music? Um, I'm sorry, I don't understand. I was like, what is white music? He's like, you know, you know. Yeah, seriously, I loved that response because it's just like, no, really, explain your, your idiot self right now. Like, what do you mean? Please. Music is good music. It's good music. I don't yeah. know what you... Can you tell me what that means? He walked away very quickly. He was just gone. I don't know what happened. He's like, bye. <laughs> I guess he didn't want to further explain. He, I guess he's like, you guys don't know what white music is? Apparently not. Yeah. No, that was totally inappropriate. Your turn. My turn. Okay. Is it racist, Amber? (laughs) (laughs) You're out and about. You're flirting with a non-African-American, and he calls you chocolate. He refers to you as chocolate. Is it racist? It's just straight up disrespectful. (laughs) I think it is just mostly disrespect. Mm. It's kind of exoticizing, number one. Mm. It's degrading to I think to, so. Dehumanizing. Someone. Yeah, exactly. Right. To reduce someone to a, I mean, not even a color. It's um, an object. <laughs> an edible object for right. consumption. Mostly in sexual context. There you go. But yeah, I think that, that it says a lot about that person. Mm. Mostly stay 50 feet away from me at all times. Otherwise, you might get pepper spray. Might. Hypothetically. Hypothetically. <laughs> Okay, next one. A random stranger asks you, what part of Africa are you from? What color is this stranger? Every situation, we're not talking about a, an African-American. It's going to be somebody outside of oh, okay. of our race. <sighs> That's just a fail. Oh, It's just, like, it's, it's sad on ten different levels. But you're so exotic. What... Where are you from? What part of Africa are you from? Mozambique. What do you want me to say? <laughs> like, what? You need to know. You need to know these things. I don't... Mm. What is it? Is it racist? It's sad, but I'm going to say prejudice. Prejudice? Yeah. I want to say racist so bad because, I mean, I'm pretty sure if you caught them just speaking privately, you'll you'll really get to see how they think. Mm. But that by itself is just prejudice to assume that... You are from Africa, not born and raised in Southern California, or, you know, just not assuming anything else. Right. Black. Africa. Trying to be nice. And that's the thing, too. Half the time, people are just trying to be nice, but they don't realize how they sound. And I wish sometimes that I could be the mirror that shines back on the words that they say. Like, like Do we, it. Like we did with that guy. Exactly. Do it. What What is white music? Can you explain it to me? Yeah. What, just, what does that mean? Just curious. What would you say? How would you deflect that back? Like, if somebody asked you what part of Africa you're from, what, what part of Ireland are you from? Well, that's <laughs> a fair question, but they'll probably be like, oh, I'm from the Southern. Yeah, place. seriously. <laughs> they, they know their history, like, down to They're like, fucking, I'm half German, I'm half go. Irish, and I'm half, uh, I'm half. <laughs> they love going into that shit. I'm half Scottish, too. My grandmother was Russian. I don't know how you're three halves, but they, <laughs> they find a way. Yeah, they totally do. <laughs> they totally do. What would you say? 
I, I honestly, it depends on the context, of course, but if I had nothing to lose, mm-hmm. I'd be like, I'm sorry, did you just assume that I'm from Africa? <laughs> that was with, a good one. With a smile, with like the the clearest, most white voice. Like, I'm so sorry. Did I'm I, so sorry. Did I, did I misunderstand what you're, what you're saying right now? <laughs> I'm just, can you explain it to me? <laughs> I think I'm missing something. That That's a good one. We have to do that. Yeah. I think my smile gets permanently ingrained on my mouth sometimes. Like, that's how you know things are not okay. Things are not okay. <laughs> this is just me smiling. Oh, look at me. Look at my face. <laughs> <laughs> okay, third scenario. Uh, non-black people saying nigga. Casually. Stupid. Mm. Idiotic. Mm careful with yourself mm-hmm. I mean it's not racist I think it's just ignorant mm. because people use it so loosely they're saying oh those are the lyrics to the song um personally black people you could take it up with me later but I don't think we should be using that word at all I don't think we should be using it if we don't want other people to use it I think it's a double standard I think it's idiotic right which, you know y'all could say we we took it back we we reclaimed that word y'all could say all of that and, mm-hmm. but that's not the reality so yeah I think they're just ignorant if they use that word. So it's not racist. It's just ignorance. I want to use the R word so bad, but I can't. Okay. That's yeah. fair. Totally fair. Have any of these situations been racist? Um. Yeah. Oh, two girls in a bar was racist. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. That was kind of racist. It's just ignorant. So everything is ignorance. I feel like if there's nothing that you can really do to educate or re-educate mostly white people to think critically about their actions. Yeah. The closest thing I feel like we have is white guilt. Who? Us? Me? No, I'm saying I think the closest thing to enlightenment that they can reach is white guilt. Oh. Like, maybe, maybe, maybe you are privileged and maybe, maybe some people aren't and maybe people have experiences contrary to your own. And maybe those are very important. Mm. Like I, I know someone who, um, who for instance, was telling me that they felt weird because they like tightened up their purse when there was a black guy behind them in line. But it was just falling off. It was just falling off mm. their arm, right? And a black guy just happened to walk by. And she was just telling me that she felt so bad because she didn't her purse was falling off her arm, but she didn't want to seem like one of those white ladies that's just like, oh, somebody, a black guy's behind me, let me bring right. my purse closer. But she felt safe enough to tell me this story, probably because I'm so good at playing both sides of the field. You can make people feel so comfortable. It's my gift. <laughs> so you felt comfortable to tell me this story because you felt bad that you might be perceived as racist. But, you know, had she turned around and said to the guy, hey, it's not because you're black, my my purse was just falling off, that would have been even more weird. That would have been way worse. Exactly. So So what is she supposed to do in that situation? She took the L and she's just like, oh, great, now I seem like a racist prick, and then just told me about it later. I mean, I was just thinking, I'm appreciating the fact that you are aware enough to realize how you looked. Right. And you took the L, which is... Like, the most human thing to do. Exactly. Stop trying to apologize for the six-year-old that asks what color the brown girl is. Exactly. And I did that. that. I I, I respect the shit out of that. I do, too. But you know what I do sometimes to be extra petty? What? When I'm walking down the street by myself and a white person walks by me, I clench up my bag just to make them feel uncomfortable. Or I'll, like, flip out my key to make it look like a shank. So I'm like, hey, don't touch me. Don't touch me. So you pretend like you're an angry black woman that Shit. is holding No, on. <laughs> no. Um, I just try to make them feel uncomfortable so they can feel what oh, it feels wow. like. <laughs> <laughs>
So it's weird that all these years of repression have turned into very weird tactics while walking down the street. <laughs> Are we noticing the trend here? Oh, man. Yeah. Nobody's probably ever heard me speak this way, too. So mm. I think this is the first time where I've said how I feel about this issue so blatantly. Luckily, we have a platform for you to express these feelings. Yes. I'm glad that you feel comfortable enough to share it, too. I do. I do. So, ladies, uh, we've been doing all the talking here, and we want you to chime in. We're going to be writing about this. We're probably going to be tweeting about it. We want to have your feedback about the situations that we've talked about. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Yes. And we will for sure get back to you. We want to hear your opinions. Opinions. I want to hear stories, too. I want to hear those stories. Juicy stories. Please tell us. Give us your hypothetical, hypothetical, (laughs) figment of an imagination (laughs) scenarios. Or maybe we can all play Is It Racist? Oh, yeah. We'll just message back and forth. Hashtag Is It Racist? Oh, my God. Yeah, we're totally going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, ladies. Thank you so much for listening. This is Amber Elena. And this is Charlie. Signing off. Hey ladies, let us know what the ladies should do next. Find us at www.ladiesdoingstuff.com, Instagram at ladiesdoingstuff, Snapchat and Twitter, ladiesdoingstuff.